next. Okay, and we're zooming out of, uh, I think that's WV's console? Yeah. Oh, we, I we see what we're seeing. Yeah, his console, what's got shut off. Yeah. Uh, next. And he has pried some panels off of the wall. WV, build a fort. In your attempt to find an exit, you've pried some paneling off the walls, but you're no closer to discovering a means of escape. So you've resolved to build a fort instead. You feel safe and sound in the cozy confines of your wobbly station panel walls. It should allow you to relax and pass the time while you wait for the only source of energy you're aware of to present itself. Uh, Get into some problem sleuth shit here. Yeah, no, it's, I was about to go. He's going to go into the imagination. <laughs> uh, Serenity, go get help. You've humored these antics long enough. It's time you slipped out the partially open door to seek help, since your beloved master has clearly gone stark raving mad. Yeah, Serenity. <laughs> uh, WQ, advise Presbyterian Monarch. Your new queen is eager for counsel. She wishes to know the royal itinerary she inherits. The itinerary for now is simple. She must wait for her fourth and final subject to arrive. Hmm... And it looks like the king's crown is in uh, the queen's word bubble. Yeah. Gotta wait for the king. Uh, next. A fifth exile, sleeping for centuries in the belly of the ruins, far beneath the desecrated idol once sharing its visage with the legendary Speaker of the Vast Croak. Hmm. So we saw Jade get the thing from a... Uh... Yeah, she got the the beta from the time capsule thing, and then as soon as she did, like, a new flower started to grow. Yeah. And then this looks like it's about to bloom now. Yeah. And apparently the king is in there. Next. Soon the Rit Keeper will awaken and serve his new queen. It is then that her work may begin. And the king has got Rose's wizard story. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Uh, next. She would like clarification on the nature of the work, which you're happy to provide. You explain that it's very simple. As the new queen, she'll be charged with bringing the Slayer to justice, and rebuilding her kingdom in a new land. Her majesty again is overwhelmed. Yeah, PM's kind of freaking the fuck out. Yeah. What you mean, fair? Yeah, she didn't... I don't even know if she saw Beck Noir. She's just seen when he was uh, all crazy with the crow shit. Yeah. And the, you know, the tentacles. Yeah. And, like, that's enough. Right. That was already scary. Uh, next. And again, you explain that she'll have help. She may choose to appoint a wastelandic vindicator as her kingdom's hero. A warrior selected and groomed to face the slayer with the weapon he protects. Yeah, so he has the ring, but also right now he's just thinking about shitting. <laughs> he's just thinking about shitting, and also Tab, and also John. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it sounds like WV's gonna fight Jack. Oh, that's pretty. That would be pretty cool. It would be pretty cool. Uh, next. But first, it'll be tidying up to do. Explosives will be needed. If she were to appoint a brave armaments regent for her kingdom, he could be of assistance. Yeah, so we're getting new names for all the people. Yeah, yeah, and she's going to talk to AR about getting some explosives, but he's just scared of the Beckhead. Yeah, next. Once the region's task is complete, the queen may use the key to set the destination for her royal entourage. 
And once all the pieces are in place... Next. The vessels must be destroyed. We get a little, we get we go back to that kind of cartoony shot of all of the yeah and uh, little time bombs appear on all of them. Yep. So yeah, they want to blow up all the stations. Uh, blink for help, furiously, Serenity. You interrupt whatever nonsense these silly people are planning with an extremely urgent message. <laughs> Serenity, Serenity has her has her shit in order. Uh huh. Next. Unfortunately, your simple message cannot seem to penetrate their thick carapaces. Doesn't anybody in this stupid desert speak blinking? She's got like a whole paragraph of Morse code, which I've got pulled up the translation of. Eh, uh, great. <clears throat> She's saying, Help! My friend is stuck inside the big can, inside a small house he built. You must hurry. He's not very bright, and he doesn't understand it when I blink. Are you watching me? Oh no, don't blink me, you don't understand blinking either. How do you people even exchange ideas without luminous rear ends? Fair. Yeah. Uh, AR, prepare to tidy up. You heard the new queen in town needs a new powder monkey on the double. As the kingdom's new regent, whatever that is, you spring into action. Now this is something you can handle. Anything to take your mind off that terrible, pointy head that fell on the illegal statue. Until you have to rig that one with bombs too, that is. Yes, he had rigged up the can. Uh-huh. Yep. Next. And WV has fallen asleep inside his fort. Yep. Dream, WV. So yeah, he is... In his dream, he's like back on the battlefield. You can see Prospect falling in the background. But he's his fort is turned into a tower with a little top hat and a sign that says Mayor's House. Yeah. And the next several pages are in Morse code, because Serenity's blinking them. Luckily, I've got the translation still! Hey! This says, what a daring dream. It is, it is a daring dream. Yeah. Next. To combine the finest qualities of humanity with the elegance and nobility of the animal kingdom. And we got Mayor WV sleeping in his bed with, like, a nightcap made out of his rags. Yeah, and a little tuxedo. Yeah. Um, if you don't remember, all of this yeah. text is taken from when Jade was thinking about being a furry. Yeah, yeah. Next. How you wish you could know their world! <laughs> and now, outside, there's what looks like Beck Noir, but, like, more ghostly is yeah. flying through the air. Uh, next. To hear one night those muted paw pads trapes up your stairs. And yeah, the Beck's paw pads are uh -huh. going up the stairs. Next. A low but friendly growl unsettles your slumber. And we can see kind of the silhouette of Jack. Yeah, and WV's waking up and reaching for his monocle on his bedside table so he can see. Yeah. And uh, next... And as the sopor seeps from your eyes. Next. They detect a sharp pair of ears, cutting moonlight. This is a really good panel. Yeah, it really is. This whole little sequence is really cool. Yeah. Next. A mysterious woven tongue invites. We're not really describing the pages because I'm basically describing them with the narration. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like a more... Like, it is 
kind of like a painterly look of it. Yeah, yeah. Next. Wouldn't these ears suit you? And yeah, he's he's grown dog ears and the whiskers. Yeah, and he also he's his monocle is dropped. Yes. Also, uh, his mayor sign has the sun symbol. Yeah, where the O should be. Yeah. Next. Would not this proud long snout assist you in the hunt? This has turned this phrase into, like, this little thing from kind of jokingly horrifying, like, 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 kind of weird and gross. Yeah. To, like, actually kind of horrifying. Yeah, because that was, yeah, growing a dog snout. Um, next. Yep, and now he's also lost his arm and has a scar over his eye, just like he'd look if he had the ring on. Yeah. Uh, next. And now he's grown the wings and has the sword through his chest. Which also goes through the sun that is the O. Yeah. Next. And the geranium in his stomach starts to glow. Next. And he bursts into green fire. Uh, and that sun that was on the mare sash is now just burned onto his chest in green. Yeah. Next. And he looks down at his hand in horror because it's covered in blood. Red blood. I feel weird that I have to say that. No, you know what? You're right. <laughs> we should specify. Uh, next. And he looks out, and the moon is still falling, but all of his, like troops that he gathered from the white and black armies are standing before him. Yeah. Next. And he uses the red miles attack that the ring gives you and yeah, the blood like turns into crazy lasers coming off of his hand. Next. And his army is destroyed by him this time, not Jack. Yeah. Next. And he's freaking out. Doesn't seem like he can control it. It's just happening on its own. Yeah, next. A weird bug approaches. It must be your lucky day. Yeah, it's a weird bug which has like little eight little dots. Yeah, because in the original version of that passage, it ended with you eat a weird bug and don't even care. Oh. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> next. And this weird bug looks an awful lot like God Tier Vriska. Yeah, it looks a lot like God Tier Vriska. And she is blinking Serenity style, and what she's saying is, Hey you! Just what do you think you're planning on doing with that ring? What is he planning on doing with it? Yeah. Kind of seems Next. like he's maybe not into the role that they're preparing for him outside. Yeah. Next. Whatever it is, forget it. The Slayer is mine. Ooh, and yeah, like, just to really drive the point home, at the end there's the Vriska's smiley. Yeah, yeah. The four colons and then a parentheses. Next. Now wake up! And she kicks him on the nose, because she's real uh, tiny, like a little fairy. Not like for fairy. No. K yeah, kicks him on the snout. Yeah. Next. I said wake! Next. And we're cutting to Vriska, who is also asleep on the hive in her little Nick Cage shrine. And she's dreaming of this, too. Yeah. So this must be, like, a dream bubble thing, like what we saw with Fafari and Jade. Mm-hmm. Wake. This is a good one. The clock's getting low. Yeah. yeah on, on Durse. Yeah. It's four hours and 13 minutes. 
Oh, it's Megalovania. It's Megalovania! The fairy's out looking out at the horror terrors. This must be when she set up the whole dream bubble thing. Yeah, and... Oh, Jack just cut her in half. Yep, she... Her dream self's dead. Yeah. And yeah, we're on the troll version of Durse. And Dream Nepeta's looking as Jack approaches her. And... Stabs her. Yep. Kicks her to the ground. And now he's blowing up Durse with his green sun powers. Yeah. Zooming into the core of the main planet, Durst, where the fire is spreading rapidly. Kind of like what we did with, uh, with uh, when Black played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deep, deep inside the core, though, there's a quest slab, and Aradia's dream self is on it. The one she didn't have. And that, that's why she exploded. Yep. It was destroyed in the fire. And she's been reborn. After all this time, she's finally alive again, Ashley. She is. And not only that, she's God-tier. And she's very happy about it. Yeah. She's sending like, all this weird time stuff. <laughs> yeah, she uses her time powers to freeze Jack in place. You know, we're at 4.13. Yep. And now the clock is advancing to 3.14. We're seeing Vriska. Yep. She's waking up from her nap. And she's just flying around the meteor. Oh, there's Tavros. Yeah, there's Tavros. He's kind of like looking around. He, he seems nervous. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, they're kind of trash-talking each other. He, she's, she's got his legs. Yep, and he's rushing her with his spear. He's gonna fucking kill her. I uh, slapped him. Oh, shit. Yeah, she impaled him with his own javelin and threw him off a cliff. And that's that. Yeah. Uh, if you remember, she told Tavros that the first hit was free. So, yeah, yeah, was not free. No, that. So yeah, yeah. I don't think Tavros is gonna get up from that one. That one looked bad. Yeah, I mean he lost his legs earlier, but right. That was surgical. That was well. Was it? it was chain surgical. It's weird to hear Megalovania here. Yeah? Yeah. Well, I said it was weird for me to hear Megalovania in Undertale. I'm sure. Yeah, because for me, this is what Megalovania is for. This Flash. I mean, it's good. it works here. It's good. Oh, totally, yeah. Yeah. Because there's also a lot of songs that either sample Megalovania or, like, remix it that are, like, Vriska themes. Oh, okay. So, like, I have a really strong association. Oh, Megalovania, that's a Vriska song. Oh, I guess it's a Sans song now. Well, I mean, he, they both have weird, like, uh, left eyes. That is true. Like I said, I kind of just want Toby Fox to find a way to use Megalovania in everything he ever makes. Just, and always have it be used with, like, a weird, like, eye-themed character? <laughs> sure, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's... Oh, this is... I just want to mention this because I think it's cool. 
Oh, what's that? It's, a, it's, it's an Undertale thing. Okay. Uh, in the uh, pacifist or neutral run, uh, Sans always winks with his uh, left eye. Oh, does he? Yeah. And that's in the, the eye gen- that's got like the power thing in it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And in the genocide run, he always winks with his right. Oh, really? That's interesting. So in the genocide run, he's still keeping his eye, his like special eye on you. Right, right, right. At huh. all times. Huh. That's kind of neat. There's a lot of there's a lot of little stuff like that in that game. Yeah, there's a lot of cool little touches. That's a that's a real good game. That's a real good game. Uh, yeah, that, that a lot of stuff happened in that flash. Yeah, I feel like I'm saying that more and more. Like every flash is, like as much as I love you know reunite with your uh, loving wife and daughter. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Like really, only kind of one major thing happens in that, which is we find out why the kids have the. Bunny. Right, that one's just goofy fun. Yeah, like that doesn't seem like if, if there's animation, it's for a reason. Yeah, yeah. Usually the animations, yeah, but like you're saying, they're they're very like big moments in the story. Yeah, so like a radio going god tier. Like a radio going god tier. Like her dream self was asleep on a uh like on her quest bed, which we like not even the other uh we didn't even see like the other people do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when we saw the list of like dream selves and stuff in Alter and uh, Hivebent, she was just listed as not having a dream self. Yeah, but really, but I, it was I, like in some kind of um, catacomb and on Durse. Yeah, and like, but I don't. I forgot if we've seen any of the uh, the trolls wake up on. But I thought that they had like weird versions of their. Like, they're, like, they're cocoons. Uh, I don't think we ever saw them, like, wake up in their dream bedrooms. We definitely saw Vriska's, like, um, quest bed, which was, like, a big old beehive. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, Fafiri and, uh, Nepeta, their yeah. dream selves both died in this. Yeah, and considering that Durst just blew up, probably everyone else did, too. Yeah, but, like, we, we more, but that explains... Yeah. Maybe Wife of Fury's dream self has white eyes. Yeah, yeah. Or and why she said well, that she. Well, but hold on, Jade's dream self is dead, and she doesn't have white eyes in her dreams. Oh yeah. So that's probably not what Fafiri's talking about when she says she's dead. Stupid. Oh yeah, probably. Uh, <laughs> well. But anyway, Tavros land already, which is a reference to Promise Sleuth. Yes, it is, and uh, yeah, now we are at. Two hours and 41 minutes from uh, the critical event. And we were seeing Terezi after she ran off from crying about Dave. And Tavros is falling behind her. He fell for hours. Oh god, he did, didn't he? <laughs> but it was 3.14, so yeah, he fell for about 30 minutes. Yeah. It's a long time to fall. Yeah. And falls for hours, I think, is like a line from like a CDI game. Probably. Uh, next. And yeah, he hits the ground hard with a dead sound effect. Yeah, and Terezi has a, oh, sound effect. Yeah, so, yeah, I think he's donezo. I think Tavros is donezo. Well, Tavros, buddy, you died like you lived. Kind (laughs) of wimpy. Yeah, I mean, well, not to be fair, he died doing, like, the one time he was brave. Yeah. It was kind of too little, too late. Yeah. That, yeah, t- yeah, it's... Let's go next. Yeah, Terezi's just inspecting his body, and yeah, just 
blood is splashed everywhere and his robo leg broke and yeah that's it a that, that's a dead child that's a dead child I'm sure some people were sad about this yeah well yeah you've seen how much people hate Vriska so you can be rest assured yeah well I wonder how much of it was overshadowed by people getting mad at Vriska I think most of it <laughs> yeah but I'm sure Tavros was someone's favorite troll Someone's, probably. Probably. Uh, but fuck that shit. Kanaya V. Rose. Yeah, the important shit. <laughs> You've already viewed this moment a hundred times. It's no less confounding on your 101st. There's nothing otherwise unusual about the scene. A simple girl is understandably preoccupied by her handsome assortment of orbs while surrounded by her ever-growing band of amphibious and reptilian acolytes. So yeah, she's looking at Rose, and Rose is looking at the magic cue ball, and she also has a crystal ball, and she is surrounded by lizard people with various kinds of robes to behold. Yes. Really, really making a little minor cult for herself. Yeah! How did she get that cue ball? Yeah, well, Jade mentioned she lost it when her room exploded. Yeah. And Jade is bugging Rose right now. Right. So let's see. Next. And then... Darkness. You have one lead in your investigation, but she hasn't been very helpful so far. Let's contact future Jade. We should mention, yeah, that her view screen, like, blacks oh, out. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we should. Uh, yeah, Kanai's gotta find the bay. <laughs> Grimoxiliatrix began trolling Garden Gnostic. Are you feeling any more cooperative in this time frame? Password! I see. No, of course not. Please, I know you were talking to her shortly before. What did you say to her? I said password, fuckass! Wow. Whoops, sorry. I've been having too many password arguments with Carcat, I guess. I still don't understand the password thing. Past you doesn't care about passwords. What happened? Well, it depends. Do you want to have a silly conversation or a serious conversation? Which is favorable. Both are, but a silly conversation mostly doesn't matter or make the timeline more confusing than it already is now. So we have... We can have one right now if you want. In fact, I would say it's coming dangerously close to being one already. But if it is a serious conversation you want, then I'm afraid I must demand a password. Can we discuss a serious issue in a silly manner? Nope. How am I supposed to know the password? Because I told you. I don't remember that. Exactly. I feel like I am trudging waist deep through a slither basin full of your human surprise noodles. <laughs> Yum. I understand this silliness is currently permissible. But are serious questions about the password nonsense permissible as well? Hmm, I guess those are acceptable. Why are you demanding passwords from me and also apparently Carcat? To keep this conversation linear, I give you a password at the end of our previous conversation. You have to give me that password to start with our next conversation. This ensures that past you can't jump ahead late in the conversation and mess everything up like you're trying to do now. I'm not trying to do that. I know, but trust me, it's better that way. When will I get the password? I 
don't know. I have no idea what time you're from. But you'll get it. I gave it to you some time ago at the end of our last conversation. And I've been eagerly awaiting your linear and unconfused reply ever since. Bye, Kanaya. Dardanostic ceased being trolled by Grim Auxiliatrix. Uh, Jade's really got a plan going here. Yeah, she just figured out how to stop all this time horse shit. Yeah. For a second, I thought that that was going to be the password with Terezi. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's another thing I've been thinking about recently. Yeah, what's up with that? Because we've seen two now. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you, you said that that wasn't just like a, a like an offshoot thing. That that does eventually You will back. know the password eventually. Yes. Uh, but let's have Kanaya con contact past Jade. Obviously, future Jade isn't doing Right. Is helping much. So, Jade is now outside of her house and she is flying up it. It's gotten built real tall. Yeah. She's Iron Jade. Do -do 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 -do. <laughs> I am Iron Jade. I'm not afraid. <laughs> Let's go next. Let's go next. <laughs> Grim Auxiliatrix began trolling Garden Gnostic. I am appreciating our conversations from this time frame more and more. Past you is much less of a taskmaster than future you or pre-Blackout Rose. Thanks, I think. Uh, what do you mean by pre-Blackout Rose? I mean, post-Blackout Rose is a lot less difficult insofar as she is unavailable. Uh, okay, but what do you mean by Blackout? I guess you'll find out soon and then report it to me under extremely specific circumstances. Which is good, because I sure don't know. Huh. Yes, and that face is a good response. Your eyes are right to be swirled letters. What are you doing? I'm doing what you told me to do. I'm getting Dave to set up a expensive equipment so I could start doing all this witch's face stuff you're telling me about. Which I appreciate, since... My sprite turned out to be sad and useless and not very wise at all. I see. Well, I didn't actually tell you to. I was just being informative. Also, it isn't technically Witch of Spacey stuff. I was a sylph, not a witch. Oh, what's a sylph? I think it's sort of like a witch, but more magical. A magical witch? Yes, I'm completely certain of that suddenly. That's awesome. But regardless, I think our roles are approximately the same since we are both stokers of the forge, as well as holders of breeding duties. However, I should clarify that my earlier counsel was mostly academic. It takes weeks to do all of it properly. You won't have time. Breeding duties? <laughs> let's, let's go next. Yeah, let's go next. Yeah. Uh, please tell me that doesn't involve what it sounds like. What does it sound like? It sounds like it involves a lot of breeding. Well, it does, but not breeding through means typical of most species. Oh, th does the equipment you we were deploying have anything to do with it? It has a lot to do with it. It's cloning equipment, much like what is scattered all over the Vale. The same kind responsible for creating all of us. Okay, then. Th that's pretty neat. 
I didn't mean to alarm you by implying you were required to wage a great deal of personal procreation over a span of several weeks. Yeah, woo. Though it should be clear that repopulation is among our duties as well in the long term. And I've gathered that the cloning apparatus in the Vale is probably meant to permit an initial boost on the world we, settle, we select for settlement. But beyond that, it's up to the descendants to perpetuate the race. And your species has quite an advantage in this respect. Uh, how so? Your procreation may be carried out by paired individuals autonomously, whereas ours may not, which is what makes my role particularly important. What is your role? I'm the keeper of the Matriorg. It's an egg that will hatch a new mother grub. She alone will be responsible for bearing our young. Whoa, cool. So you're like bugs, like bees or ants or such, but with horns. I guess so. And you're like erect livestock, without the muscle definition. Or the hermaphroditic physiology, for that matter. Uh... But milk producers nonetheless. That rare kind of organism to nurture hatchless young within. Are you not? Er, yes. This conversation's weird. Yeah, when, you, when they say it like that, it gets weird. Yeah. But now we know what that thing is. Yeah. That Kanai's been kind of carrying around. Right, yeah, it's the, it's the future of her whole species. Yeah. Uh, next. We're seeing her in alternative-bound mode finding... Uh, a key to her capture log, uh, modus. Oh god, yeah. Yeah, because remember, she can only access items when she's ready and not a moment earlier. Yep. Anyway, I had imagined I would hatch the new grub on a planet in your universe. And when that became impossible, I quickly lost hope. I assumed it would remain locked in its card forever, which could only be opened when the orb was meant to be used. But then I found something quite unexpected when I was exploring this lab. I found a key. It was deep in the meteor, and as I suspected, it released the orb, which was really confusing to me for a while, until I realized what it meant, which is so obvious I'm amazed I didn't think of it right away. Uh, what? It means I'm supposed to use it now, to hatch the grub in the heart of this meteor. Hmm... Hatch the, the the mother grub in on a meteor. Yeah. And I'm guessing maybe send it back? Oh maybe. Yeah. Next? You think so? Sure. There's no reason a meteor couldn't act as the center of our race's resurrection. They are themselves like large seeds, after all. The only question is whether we can manage to keep it from being destroyed. As well as whether I'm able to raise a mother grub to maturity. Oh, wow. That thought is actually pretty overwhelming. I, I think you could do it. You do? Yeah. Didn't you say your Lucis was a grub? She was, in fact, a mother grub, who relinquished her calling as matriarch to raise me. That's perfect. If you're raised by a mother grub, then you're in a great position to raise one yourself. It's like sort of a family legacy. A really cool family legacy. Okay, Thanks for saying so. Oh, it is. Yeah. Can I worry about being a mom? <laughs> Listen, I was not expecting Homestuck to turn into an episode of Teen Mom. Who who could? <laughs> well, I mean, John's already a mother. That's true. He had a baby. <laughs> yeah, and the baby and was the him. the baby is him. Let's go next. 
don't mention it. So, how's this clone stuff work? It's very involved. Uh, like I said, you won't have time. In fact, it probably should have taken considerably longer than it took me. I was a little rushed. I want to try anyway. If you're going to hold out hope for rebuilding your race in the center of a meteor, then I can at least try to get a little cloning done with the little time I have left. Yes, you're right. I can't imagine how you complete the objective in the time given, but weirder things have happened, I think. First, deploy the pad. Uh, yeah, Dave's doing that at the top of this ridiculous tower. Um, why all the way up there? Uh, didn't you say it needed to be in a warm place? Yes, that's right. My house is freezing now. It ran on geothermal power before, and I guess there's no heat anywhere inside this planet. That will probably change if you light the forge. But one thing at a time, I guess. Yeah, I'd like to hear about that later, but... Yeah, the weather seems to... Just fine out here in the medium. Let's see how, uh, how Dave's doing. Dave, deploy cloning apparatus. Yeah, he's grabs the cloning pad and deploys it. Yeah, it, it looks exactly like the ones that we saw earlier with John. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jade, examine it. Oh, except it's super tiny. Aw. Uh, it's so small. That's the appropriate size for the equipment. But clone babies can barely even fit in that thing. Babies? What? I mean, young humans, you know, that we milk producers mature hatchless within? Yes, I know. I didn't mean to suggest your breeding duties involved cloning humans. Repopulation is not what's happening here. It's not your objective as the Witch of Space. Not yet, anyway. Then what's the objective? What am I breeding? Frogs! Huh? Sorry, I thought that was obvious. Get more about frogs. Yeah, I might finally hear some shit about what's going on with these frogs. Also, here's some good fan art based on these pages. <laughs> Fuck. Just Kermit the Frog saying breeding duties and Kanaya and Jade both looking very upset about that idea. I used to do a good Kermit the Frog, but I can't do it anymore, so that is a real fucking shame. Something like this? Breeding duties? Along those lines. Uh, let's go next. Let's. Okay. No, no. You We're must just talking about our breeding duties, Ashley. Oh. <laughs> and I literally no joke, no shade, no pink lemonade. I fucking convulsed. <laughs> like I bunched, like my myself bunched up, and like I like my limbs went like rigid. It was not fun. <laughs> I sure hope this episode ends up being called Let Me Tell You About Breeding Duties. Oh, it has to be. <laughs> Breeding duties. <laughs> uh, uh, I can't get over how tiny this thing is. It's so cute. So the baby frog show up on this pad here? Yes. I can't wait to try it. What are you laughing at there? Oh, well... Dave just has a lot of funny stuff to say about all this. What is he saying? 
Oh, you know, a bunch of silly stuff. There's too much to copy and paste. Hmm. Up here, I'll, I'll save it all in the file and let you read and send it to you. Gnostic sent Grimoxiliatrix the file Dave is a funny guy.txt. Okay, I'm laughing pretty hard at all that. <laughs> Alright, uh, how do I get started? He will need to deploy the terminal. Then you can start hunting for frogs to appearify from around your world. There was definitely a period where people pretty much constantly complained about any conversation that didn't involve Dave. <laughs> and this is pretty much making fun of them. Yeah. Dave, Dave is a funny guy. Yeah. Yeah, we never get to read Dave is a funny guy.txt. Oh, that's great. That's great. <laughs> Let's have Dave deploy the terminal. It's got a big old computer monitor. Yeah, that we're kind of, and it's, I can kind of see it's focused in on the frogs underwater. Yeah. And I'm sure if I click next, it'll zoom in. It probably will. It sure did. Yay. Okay, here's the frog on the screen. Oh no, it's trapped in the ice. I would conjecture that most of them are. And we'll stay that way until the forge is brought to life. I think the event is designed to trigger drastic planetary upheaval wherever the Forge is stationed. It did on my planet as well. Uh, what was your planet? Was your planet covered in ice too? No, mostly water. Cool! Anyway, I'll try to rescue this frog. So I'll push this button to purify it? Yes. It probably won't do any good, but you can try. Okay. Let's purify this frog. It, it appeared right on the platform. God, it's still a frogsicle. This will not do. The problem isn't that the frog is still frozen. The problem is that you were able to purify it at all. Ectobiology is based entirely on your inability to purify a subject. I don't understand, but I am intrigued. If that frog were destined to do something else, such as become ensnared in your net later, it would not be able to appear or you would not be able to purify it because that would cause a paradox. So instead, you would purify its slime imprint. The paradox slime is what's important here. You can mix it with the slime from other paradoxically purified frog imprints. Study the genes and selectively combine, and then create resulting paradox clones. Okay, that makes sense, I think. Uh, how can I purify some frog slime? You'll need to direct the terminal to another frog, and then you must be sure later to interfere with that frog in some way. For instance, by planning to venture out to capture that exact frog, as I suggested earlier. That way it'll be impossible to purify the frog before your interference has taken place. Only its slime will arrive. Okay, so it's like a sort of backward frog breeding. Clone first, catch later. Yes. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we, we saw, like, a bit, you know, like, we knew that the, 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 uh, all the kids' guardians mm -hmm. had, like, you know, some... Obviously, they had stuff to do afterwards. Yeah, so of course, yeah. they couldn't be a purified or Jasper's. Right, right. Because we knew that he had to, sit to say, uh, still say the thing. Mm -hmm. That made Rose go nuts. That was Meow. Yeah. That unlocked the code for Beckworrell in her head. Yeah. Uh, let's have Jade search for a new frog. Okay, I'll, I'll try this. Mm -hmm. Look at this handsome guy here. Hiding in the woods and being sneaky. He looks frozen solid, too. Okay, I'll, I'll go bother him later. That means if I try to take him now, I only get slime, right? Yes, that should work. Make a note of the coordinates. 
When you travel to interact with your cloned subjects, you're also taking the opportunity to explore and discover new habitats, as well as new species of frogs for your terminal to track. It's efficient to go adventuring in this fashion while you're waiting for your young clones to mature. That sounds like fun. Yes, it's a lot of fun. It's also extremely time-consuming. Unlike some purifiers in the Veil, this one is locked to the present moment. You cannot use it as a window into the future or past and isolate frogs whose futures are certain and therefore most paradoxifiable. Means of expedition are limited. I suppose you could use time travel to accelerate the process, but you would need to establish weeks worth of stable time loops. I think it would be an overly elaborate and dangerous undertaking personally, and anyone who would attempt such a thing is reckless. I wouldn't advise it. Hmm. Okay, hang on while I clone this fella. Could I throw some shade? Yeah, well, it sounds like there's a lot more time traveling in store for these kids. Yeah, I kind of guessed. <laughs> uh, let's clone this frog. Just got a little tadpole. Aw. And Jade, Jade seems happy. Yeah. Yay! You'll need somewhere to keep them while they grow. Like a pool or a tank or such. Or at least something temporary. Water wasn't very hard for me to come by, but for you, I don't know. I'll think of something. I won't let this poor, poor little guy suffocate. Uh, yeah, we still haven't gotten to kind of what, why frogs are important. No, not yet. But they seem very important. Yeah, there's like an entire Pokemon minigame in Spurb about breeding frogs. Yeah. Uh, Jade, give him a home. Oh, she's cramming him in uh, a, her magic eight ball that she made. That seems like it wouldn't work. That seems weirdly ominous. Yeah. Uh, so I'm supposed to wait for him to grow up and then breed him with other frog paradox clones? Yes, but this isn't all there is to the cloning process. A true paradox clone is an exact genetic duplicate of the subject. Later, that clone will be sent back in time to become itself. In fact, if it's an exact duplicate, this is guaranteed to happen. This is what cl classifies it as a paradox clone. Any duplicate which genetically deviates from the original is not. It's simply a mutant. And for breeding purposes, mutation is desirable. Within reason. You may adjust the settings on the equipment to promote genetic anomalies, but it's very delicate and you can go too far. Responsibly guiding the evolution of the genetic code during the breeding process is very important. In fact, it's the most important thing about this of all. It is? Yes. Huh. So, what is the actual purpose of all this breeding? Am I trying to make one really special frog with the, with the right genetic code or something? Uh, sort of like the ultimate frog? Actually, yes. That's exactly what you're doing. Oh! Your objective is to breed the Genesis frog. <gasps> We're starting to get some answers. Yep. The Genesis frog. Yeah. I'm gonna play prog. <laughs> I can feel it coming in the air tonight. I'm waiting for you to cut me off and you're not. <laughs> no, keep going. Oh, Lord. Uh, I've been waiting for this moment. Okay. From... Any further we have to pay them. They're very expensive. <laughs> yeah. Frog. Genesis frog. Genesis frog. That seems like something in a, a game about creating a new world. Yeah. Or just about Sega, who knows. Yeah. It's the failed, uh, like... 
called the Mega Drive Frog in Europe. <laughs> that was good. Uh, it's like it's a failed Sonic like uh, team member. <laughs> Got a little backwards hat. Right. Yeah. 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 Hung out with Knuckles. Oh, man, and he's that tongue to collect the rings. Yeah. He, he can't spin dash, but he can do that. Right. But uh, like Nintendo saw that, and was like, "Hey, Yoshi, we're suing." <laughs> and the rest is history. Yep. I, I love that Jade's like kind of silly answer to all this is like, "Yeah, no, that's exactly." Yeah. But yeah, we heard we now yeah we know about if it's a paradox clone that they have to go back. Right. If it's a perfect clone, that means it's destined to become the thing you got it from. Yeah. Um, which we saw happen when John made clones of the parents. Yeah. Uh, and I guess of the kids. Whereas, if it's not destined to become the thing you got the material from, it's a mutant, which we saw with the clones of Jaspers. Yes. So this seems more like it is a perf- a Paradox clone. This It definitely looks like a Paradox clone, and yeah, Kanaya saying you actually want weird mutations to guide it towards becoming the Genesis Frog. Yeah, because that'd be a weird mutation. Yeah. The Genesis Frog. Uh, next. Why... You can't complete the game without doing so. Your entire mission depends on breeding him. Him? Uh, so he's a boy frog. Yes. He will begin as a tadpole like you have there, but considerably bigger. And he will mature to become the Speaker, a deity-like figure idolized by the consorts who wait for him to come. The Speaker? He's known as the Speaker of the Vast Croak. <laughs> croak. Yes, the croak really is quite vast and is something to behold. It's the most amazing thing I've seen. Uh, then the speaker's like a god, but there are a lot of them? Like, one for each session? Kind of like the kings and queens? Yes, there'll be one for every session should the players be successful. And each one is a unique product of their quest. The kingdoms are at odds over his creation. Prospect worships him much as the consorts do. Durst reviles him and outlaws frogs wherever they can, even the iconography. Their agents mock his name with slurs, like Speaker of the Vast Joke or Bilius Slick. Although, to be honest, that's what we ended up calling him. Not to be disrespectful, though, it was just a catchier name. It is pretty catchy. If I call him that, I'll be sure to say I mean no offense. I doubt it's even possible to offend him. That's good. Okay, then what? What do we do after we make this big god frog? Does it have something to do with the new universe we create? Most certainly. You said he was a Genesis frog. Does that mean we bring him into the universe and he makes new planets or life or such? No. You're not really understanding the magnitude of his role. He's not responsible for just one aspect of the universe you create. He's responsible for all of them. Bilius Slick is your universe. Huh. We're a frog. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Jade's gotta breed a universe. Uh, next. Do I see oh. a little... Little Kanaya, but she is being approached by someone with a suspiciously big white head. Yeah. That's not a good flashback. That's not a good flashback at all. Really? I don't mean he's the universe you're from. We engineered that incarnation. He's the universe that you're trying to create. 
Yeah, I got that. Sorry, I thought it was obvious, but then wasn't sure. You mean he's literally a universe? Yes, literally. That statement was as literal as you can possibly make words be. I know your species is frequently insincere for a variety of reasons. Uh, but your species is too, especially Karkat. He's incredibly sarcastic. That's true, but when we do it, it's usually just because we're trying to be jerks, rather than by way of a mild manner perpetually dispatching little puzzles of rhetoric without apparent purpose. But I don't do that. I try to say what I mean as much as I can. Yeah, I think I've been discerning that. It's a nice change of pace. From what? Oh, it's not important. No, you mean Rose. Well, not that it wasn't an enjoyable exor exercise in xenocultural inculcation. Yeah, Rose and Dave are like that all the time. They inculcate that stuff like crazy. So, you've been talking to her a lot, I guess. Sort of. Are you best friends now? I guess as mutually friendly as the time is permitted to people to be. I won't be speaking to her anymore, though. Why? Oh yeah, because you said she's blacked out. Oh, uh, what the heck does that mean? It just means in a few moments, from your perspective, I won't be able to see her through my viewport or talk to her. I don't know why exactly, but it's not that hard to guess. She's been relying on the powers and counsel of dark gods and other sources of ambiguous intent. And she's consequently devised a plan which sounds very dangerous to me. Yeah, I don't like the sound of her plan either. You're more sensible. It's probably the influence Skya has had on you, having spent much of your life awake on Prospit, like me. You did? If we're alike in some ways, maybe it's because of this. Yeah! I woke up a long time ago. I had trouble sleeping when I was young. The sunlight was unnaturally invigorating to me, I guess. My Lucis could do nothing to help. And when I was supposed to be in my cocoon, I would often wander out to the desert, where one day I was visited by a stranger who dressed and spoke in white. He put me to sleep, and I awoke on Prospit, where I've dreamed ever since. He said he was my guardian, and though he visited rarely, I did regard him as that. Then later, he stopped coming. In time, I began to believe he was a figment of my mind, like an imaginary friend to give me reassurance when I needed it. But then, while playing our game, I learned he was real. He had spoken to other members from our party, and had been manipulating us all to advance his schemes. It was saddening to learn my fortuitous awakening had been the product of a nefarious ploy. You're lucky that your awakening probably had no such entanglements. Geez, I hope not. But I guess it's only a minor contamination of something otherwise great. I was allowed to see what Skya would show me and to prepare for dangers ahead and try to protect people. Me too! Wow, can I add? I didn't realize how much we had in common. You're right, we do. I feel a bit silly that it took me so long to engage with the one corresponding closely with my role. There must be a certain madness I'm afflicted by, to orbit those more reckless and dangerous than I and more daring for it. I guess I want to help them, but they never can be helped, it seems. Well, it sounds like helping people is something that's in your nature. I can understand that. Are you saying Rose is reckless and dangerous? Yes, definitely. We have our share of dangerous players who seem to do nothing but cause problems. I believe she's yours. And if her insane plan wasn't alarming enough, she's been communicating with the stranger I mentioned. 
And unsurprisingly, she has not been forthright about the nature of their conversations. You mean your guardian? Yes. And he's not merely a guardian. I'm very sure he's a first guardian. Like your Lucis was. Um, okay. I'm not sure why, but the sound of that makes me really nervous. I feel the same way about it. The involvement of any such entity strikes me as quite inauspicious. Even when seemingly benign. She didn't mention anything about that when we talked. But then she seemed preoccupied. She was. You'll have a chance to determine more soon. After which, hopefully you can tell me. Yeah, I will. In the meantime, I will go. I would like to return to the core to situate this orb. It seems you have your own orb to care for now. Well, yeah, I guess so. Okay, you can go do that, and I guess I'll check on Rose, but... There's still so much more I want, more I want to know. I want to know more about stoking the forge and breeding the frogs and about your time on Prospect and all that. Okay, I will definitely help you as much as I can. The young Prospect Wakers ought to stick together. Yeah. I'll message you again in your future, and you may reply if you have cause to. If I have cause to? Oh, that reminds me. I was thinking of implementing a, safe, a system, uh, some of these confusing conversations, simple and linear. Does it by any chance have to do with passwords? Yeah, I, I guess someone told you. Yes, you. You delivered news of the system by demanding a password from me. Ah, you see? You really just gave me the idea for the plan in the first place paradoxically for my own future self. I just find that kind of thing annoying for some reason. It doesn't feel right. I would rather ideas come from the place they actually come from. That's a reasonable attitude. Okay, let's put the system into place starting now. I will give you a password and you'll give it to me in the future when you want to pick up this conversation again. Okay. Uh, the password is... Croak... Uh, it must be all caps and must contain precisely ten O's. Ten? I'm counting eleven. Uh, whoops. Eleven, then. The password system is already paying overwhelming dividends of ease and rationality. Uh, Kanaya, that sounded just a wee bit sarcastic. Oh, wow, yeah. I hope I'm not falling prey to a crisis of sincerity. You're just becoming multicultural, that's all. I think I'm learning to be more multicultural through Karkat as well. It mostly involves saying fuck a lot. Oh, no. It's okay, he's really not so bad. Yeah, I know. Yeah, go hatch that orb. I'll be waiting. Yes, I'll do that. Bye, Jade. Later. Grimaxiliatrix, cease trolling, garden gnostic. That was a nice conversation. Yeah, they're buds now. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting to, like, it, we, we talked about how the trolls have been influencing the humans. Yeah. So it's, it, it's interesting to see how they, uh, influence the trolls. Yeah, yeah. Well, and also now Jade's becoming more vulgar. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Karkat should not be allowed to influence people. Yeah, really. Uh, Kanaya returned to the core. We got another sound one. Yeah, we do. In fact, uh, it seems like we got another walk around. Oh. Terezi just punched. Yeah, so we're getting kind of a frame of reference for when this is. It's when Terezi shoved Karkat and ran away. Yeah. So a little bit before Vriska killed Tavros. Yeah, we, uh... See, his bone. We got the little... Terezi's little thing. Radius mm -hmm. exploded. Uh, Solux and Fairy are laying on a pile of horns. 
Yeah, and I'll say, um, the last thing we should do on this page is leave this room as Kanaya. Okay. Because that's like a point of no return for this flash. So, what to do first? I can't, uh, oh yeah, let's talk to the fairy and Solix. Alrighty. Uh, relaxing in the horn pile, I see. Yes! Why don't you hop in too, Kanaya? There's plenty of space. Solix and I are gloving about feelings. That sounds nice. But it really doesn't look like there's much room in that pile of horns that all and I should get going anyway. Yeah, of course there's no room. It was kind of a moronic invitation, to be honest. Hey, shut your mopey blowhole! I was just showing a little basic cu courtesy. Oh, you these puns. <sighs> really, you're just the grouchiest dude sometimes. And it's really cute. Although, let's get real, this horn pile isn't comfortable at all. I've got hard metal edges jabbing me everywhere, and it's lumpy as hell, and you can't move a fucking inch without honking the fit out of it and making everyone in the room look at you. What idiot thought this was the ideal thing to chill out on? Oh, that's right, a brain-dead clown who eats toxic slime. You probably like it because it's like a coral reef or some horrible jagged underwater pile of fit like that. Grouchy Mother Glubber! Heart! Uh... Okay, I'll leave you be. Kanaya, I see that look on your face. You're curious, er, but nervous about meddling. Am I right? Uh... Oh, that's a really cute sprite. Yeah. FF, come on. We're having a private conversation here. It's okay, really! We were sharing some feelings about stuff. Solix was feeling bummed out because Aradia blew up, and she was his very close friend. Thy holy fit, yes, let's talk about all my problems openly. I love that. Hey, KK, check this out. My emotions are serving as entertainment again. Yeah! Hey, Car Crab, get your nubs over here. Plenty of room in the pile. Oh my god, that was such an obscene gesture he just made. Anyway, yeah, now that AA is gone forever, I feel more depressed and useless than usual. And I was already pretty goddamn useless to begin with, let's face it. But I have it on good authority that she's fine. Everything is gonna go swimmingly, you'll see! You are so ridiculously optimistic, it's kinda of thickening. Why do you even put up with me? If you weren't so great, I would think you were a fucking idiot for liking me. So, I guess thanks for liking me? Wait, that sound is so pathetic. Oh god, I should probably take that back. Kanaya, what the fuck are you still doing here? God damn it, can a guy get a little glubbing privacy with his fifth girl and a pile of horns? Hmm. So, guess those two are a thing. there. Yeah. Oh, Kanaya's getting messaged. Should we pick up that message? Maybe we should. Let's answer. You have no interest in talking to this con artist right now. You're busy, and you won't even bother dignifying his text by highlighting it. Maybe a little later. Doc Scratch is trying to contact her. Yeah. That can't be good. No. Yeah, the, uh... These, um, sprites are a lot better than the last time. Yeah, they're kind of different art. I think these are all Lexi Douglas. Okay. Yeah, but, like, the, the last time, like, Kanaya kind of looked kind of... Weird. Kanaya's was definitely a little weird. I kind of like the old car cat better than the one we're about to see, though. 
Uh, I was actually gonna look at the Fago first. Were you? Examine the Fago. Let's examine it. Gamzee left perfectly good lukewarm bottles of wicked elixir lying around. There's something so wrong about this. You think about taking a robust swig, but then you come to your senses and don't. Listen, he's the most important character in Homestuck. He's got better things to do than drink soda all day. Let's examine the used host plush. Alrighty. This one's been decapitated for some reason. Weird. And gross. It's been decapitated to serve as a visual aid against Briska. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Let's uh, examine the scale mate. Uh, okay, yeah. Why, Duke Pine Snort, it seems your lovely green complexion has turned to blue as each past treachery has tightened your noose a little more. Worry not. It'll all be over soon as you're stuffed into your suffocophagus and given a funeral fit not for a nobleman, but a lowly beggar. Let that be a lesson to your family, who was also executed in the name of justice. Oh man, troll justice. Troll justice. Let's talk to Carcat. Let's see his... Is not as good Sprite. I mean, it's still good. I just like his old one better. Yeah, let's talk about Terezi. Alright. Uh, what was that about? I don't know. I guess I fucked up again. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. I can't seem to do anything right in her eyes anymore. I mean, nose. Maybe you should go say something to her. Well, I would, but she's probably burrowed fuck deep in this lab by now. I'm sure she's busy scooting up and down stairs and shushing through pointless corridors. An opening chest like three... Uh, an opening chest containing like three boondollars and hideous paintings of enormous naked barnyard monsters. What is with all the chests anyway? Why do we keep squirreling our useless shit away in them? I really should have written a memo about this. Like the rules of chesticate. Squirreling? Squirrel is the human word for nut creature. Oh... Well, I think the chests are fun. They make for nice surprises. Whatever. Anyway, I can't leave. If you haven't noticed, the team has been falling apart here ever since Aradia exploded for no reason, and therefore presumably died forever. Seriously, where the hell is everybody? Where's Gamzee? Shit isn't right. I've got to stay put here and keep it together. Okay, then. If I see her along my way, I'll let her know you want to talk. If you don't think that's too meddlesome of me. No, that's fine, thanks. Wait, you're going somewhere? Well, let's tell him where we're going. Let's let you take a turn as card cat. Okay. I'm returning to the core to deposit the Matri Orb. Wish me luck. Whoa, what the fuck? I mean, that's great. It That's what you want to do with it, but you can't go. I need you here. Look around. Shit is mayhem. I'll only be gone for a few minutes. Anyway, you're doing a good job, and I accidentally clicked ahead. And so I think I... you can manage to cope with my momentary absence. Okay, fine. In that case, good luck. Hope it works. Thanks. You would be Carcat? Let's be Carcat. Shit, let's be Carcat. Shit, let's be Carcat. And then we can talk to Kanaya and get a new piece of conversation. Let's talk about Jade. It sounds like you've been talking to the Jade Human like you said you would. Yeah. I just use the phrase the Jade Human satirically for no reason. It's becoming one of many ways in which I'm becoming more multicultural. Nice one. I'm laughing up a fucking storm. God damn it, I clicked ahead again. Have you found her password system be practical? Don't ever get me started on that password bullshit. So, okay. 
Future Jade, give me some really mysterious thing to tell past Jade to make sure she does something she needs to do without explicitly giving herself the idea from the future. Just dumb. But okay, I go along with it so she doesn't completely flip the fuck out at me. And then I get back to her in the future to say I did it. And what am I greeted with? Password. Password, 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 password. You mean grumpy sack of ugly fuck. I want a password right now, or I'll direct my cold laser hate stare directly through your bold from behind my goofy ass goggly girl glasses, you lame for lame shitty sissies. I'm paraphrasing here. So I give her the password and she's like, wrong, I haven't given you that password yet. Or you've already given me that password, or it's too early for it, or whatever, find the right future me to give the password to. So I'm like, fuck. I respectfully submit that this new levels of stupidity and pointlessness that only idiots would enjoy while earnestly investigating their own genitals, but that's just my opinion. And then we spend way more time arguing about password shit than anything constructive. It sounds like you like her. What? Where are you getting that? Well, she's giving you a reason to be frustrated and loud. What more could you ask for in a friend? She's quite considerate, actually. Okay, yeah. I'll say she's a lot more decent than I gave her credit for originally. And somewhere in this mess, I guess a coherent plan is starting to emerge. I still can't determine exactly what it is because she's always so vague, but whatever. At least she actually seems to care about helping us with our problem, too. Which is more than I thought a human would do. And way more than I say a lot of the lousy self-absorbed fucks around here. Do you think Terezi is aware of your interactions with her? I don't know. Probably. I don't want to sound too meddlesome, because I know people don't like that, but didn't you and she used to have a thing like that? Man, why does this... Why does everyone think we had a thing? Well, didn't you? Thing which may or may not have existed, notwithstanding, what right would she have to be upset about me talking to Jade? Maybe she thinks you're trying to make her jealous. Oh, like she's not doing the same thing to me by talking to that pompous tool who idiotically... Insecure about the color of his eyes. What? Hypocritically... Well, hypocritically typing with his candy red text to drive the girls wild. What a fucking show-off. Just know she's going to doing it to annoy me. She was probably even putting a little show for me crying over his corpse. Like, she really gives a shit. Do you actually believe she was pretending? Yeah, sure. I don't know. Maybe you should try not to be so quick to dismiss the, inser- the sincerity of people's emotions. I guess you're right. Oh, that's a good sprite. Yeah. He's sad. He is sad. Taking screenshots. Hehehe. <laughs> uh, now... Wow, well, I was pretty... being pretty dumb just now. What a fucking idiot. Past me is always so terrible, even when I literally just finished being him. <laughs> She's crying. Yeah. Uh... I wasn't actually crying just now. I was exaggerating my reaction for effect. Okay, you're going way too far with this multicultural shit. You need to take it down a peg. <laughs> uh, Is there any other conversations? Uh, we can talk to Fafiri and Solix. Okay. No. Can we check uh, 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 Kanai's computer? Uh, we can. Let me finish clicking through this conversation that I already queued up. Uh, we can't, actually. Oh, we can't? Okay. Then let me finish clicking through it, and I'll click on it again. Crab snack! Hey. 
You're just in time! We're talking about serious feelings here! Solix has been feeling... Don't give a fuck. Thank you! KK, you are a true friend. Oh, fine! So what reeled you over to the old pile? Have any of you seen Gamzee? It's not like him to stray far from the horn pile. I'm getting kind of worried. You are? Aw, that's so sweet. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, just where is he? I don't know, man. I've heard nary a honk out of him for a while. Maybe something frightened him off into the lab. Why don't you go looking for him? We could help. I would, but I can't. Gotta stay put. Keep the team together. I don't want you fuckers straying off either, you understand? Stay in this pile, make sure everyone uncomfortable with your sappy bullshit. That's an order. We were thinking of taking a nap, actually. You should too, carb catfish. Carp catfish. It'll be great. Why do you keep insisting on ignoring the simple no sleeping rule? I made it perfectly. You know what? Fine. Just take your nap. As long as you stay put. Right. And then, uh, yeah, I don't think there's anything else to do but leave as Kanaya. Let's be Kanaya. All right. I, I actually looked at uh, Terezi's little thing. Oh, oh, no problem. Do you want me to say it? Yeah, say it. Uh, Terezi's ridiculous cosplay getup. You kind of feel bad for mocking her for it. Just one of many exhibits of boorish behavior you should probably apologize for. That is, if you're presently car cat while examining this item. If you aren't, <laughs> those thoughts are not relevant to you. You decide not to program contingencies for examining this item with different characters because that'd be a waste of time. <laughs> Glad I checked that. Yep. And there's a teapot. Yeah. Can we check the teapot? Oh yeah, you can. Napit has left some left her steeping pot of flavorful camyow meal untouched. She's gone too. Another perplexing mystery. There's a, let's examine the unreal unreal air. All right. It's sad seeing Unareal Air lying here without Gamzee around to neglect it while people trip over it. It's almost a little poignant, like seeing a toppled tricycle in the yard of a missing child. Oops, you mean a toppled three-wheel device in the lawn ring of a cold wiggler? Doesn't get more tragic than that. Andrew's really given up on the whole. <laughs> <laughs> Let's examine the robo-debris. The final Aradiobot exploded about an hour ago. She's dead for good now, you guess. Or is she? Yes, she is. You're completely certain of it. Yeah, like everyone's like, yep, Beret is dead. Uh-huh, 100%. No chance she isn't. Uh, I, I checked out the, 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 the host plush. You really hope he stops playing games for girls soon. For good. One way or another. Aw, I check out the bow. You've seen many sad things in your adventure. But watching Equius practice archery may be the saddest thing oh. of all. Let's check out uh, Tinkerbull before we go. Okay. Dear Tinkerbull, sweet, sweet, precious Tinkerbull, Tavros loved this memorial plush sewn for him so much. Seeing it here on the floor would be especially poignant if he were dead, but you know for a fact that he's alive and well, so it's, it's all, all good. good. Let's get out of here. Alrighty. You forgot to take the matriarch with you. You're clearly gonna oh, yeah. need that. Probably should do that. I got the matriarch. Yeah. Right, let's try that again. Oh. Oh no. It's. It's Aridan, and we're playing as him now. I do declare. <laughs> uh, we should probably examine the matriarch first. Gotta help Kanaya out with this thing after your business is done here. 
Hope is your jurisdiction on this meteor. Let's look off. Uh, also, let's examine the dragon suit while we're here. Okay, it's the same thing it yeah. was before. Great. <laughs> should we talk to Carcat or? Uh, we should talk to. We should talk to Fafarian Solix last. I, I was guessing. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's talk to Janai first. All right. Can I've been meaning to thank you. For what? For all the training you did. I wouldn't be the incredible holy wizard I am now without your help. Uh, but I didn't even really train you, I just made you a wand. Yeah, well, that's all I needed, I guess. I just needed a f some, for someone to show a little faith in me, so I'm saying thanks. I owe you. Okay, then you're welcome. I hope you use your magnificent powers of light and hope for goodness and purity, and let's not forget science. Don't worry, I'm all over that shit. You don't even know. Uh, no, I hope that didn't come off as too sarcastic. What? The thing I just said. I didn't even realize how sarcastic I was being. It's starting to become a problem, I think. Please don't take too much offense. <laughs> Damn, Kane, if that's your idea of offense being made, then I honestly gotta fucking worry about it for you. Tell you what. I'll give you some lessons in dealing out the dark umbrage to repay you for your tutelage in the white science. Uh, sure. A little la later, maybe. Hey, what are you doing, anyway? What's that thing there? Uh, the Matriorb. I was about to go patch in the core and restore our race. That sounds... hopeful. I hope it's hopeful. You should have told me about this. If there's gonna be any sort of hope for our race, as the Prince of Hope, I demand to be involved. So don't go anywhere without me, got it? But... fine. Aridin is the worst. He's pretty bad. Now let's talk to Carcat. Alright. Man, where have where you been? You aren't helping, warning off like... Holy shit. Is that your new magic wand? It's not magic. We talked about this, Car. Right, it's powered by science, I forgot. Or hope, whatever the fuck that means. I don't fucking need this from you. I take enough shit as it is from the rest of you dirt scrapers. I thought you and me had a kind of pact or whatever. Okay, fine, shut up. I apologize. I know it's tough being you. Nobody gets it. I had a harder time than anybody with this game. It was really fucking unfair what challenges I got saddled with. I would have fucking moited for a land of a lot of harmless brains and fire. But no. It was so lonely. Hey guys, anybody want to come hang out with me in the land of wrath and angels? Anybody at all? I know it isn't like one of your flipping land picnics. Anybody, please? I'll even settle for the kitty cat shipper cave girl. But yeah, I guess being her server player and saving her life wasn't goddamn enough. Had to be my most humiliating rejection yet. Okay, but to be fair, I'm pretty sure she's still obsessed with me. It's a very unfortunate, red, and very unrequired situation. And I've been trying to tiptoe around her for a long time, okay? Her disinterest in your advance hasn't wasn't reflected on you at all. Come on, we talked about this. Yeah, I guess. Anyway, I don't know how you're expecting to make any sort of traction if you see her as the kitty cat shipper girl. She's a person with feelings, you raving douche. I know, Carr. It's not even the point. I'm over that embarrassment. I'm just saying, where the fuck were you guys? 
I had to deal with those awful angels all by myself. Do you have any idea how hard those assholes are to kill? Like at least a minute of sustained fire from only the most legendary weapon ever, and they were fast and angry as shit. Yeah, we talked about that too. I really don't suppose you're. I really don't think you're supposed to be killing them, dude. I kept saying I think they're like games contracts or something. They're just serve some game other game purpose, not for you to hunt down. I don't even get you any grist, you idiot. What? That was your first clue. Fine, whatever. You're still missing the point. Where was everybody? Why are they avoiding me all the time? They're scared shitless to set foot in your planet for more than a second. You're gonna trigger happy print with god weapon blast anything that twitched in a million crazed angel he deliberately enraged and wasn't what I'd call a social hub. If you're lonely, why didn't you venture all more often? Well, I woulda, but nobody else was volunteering to pick up the slack on angel killing duties. Oh my fucking god, why don't you listen? And anyways, I did leave. Eventually. Leave your plan to go duel with Solixes and being sociable, you thick fuck. And you know what? You deserve getting your ass handed to you. Because I warned you, and you didn't listen. Yeah, okay. We'll see who's becoming the proud new recipient of whose ass now. God, luck. Just stay here for a while and... Okay, no more brooding in the lab and absolutely no fucking dueling. Stay out of trouble. Yes. He will stay out of trouble as he goes talk to Solex. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, it's him. FF, can you tell him to go away? I don't even have the energy for this. Hey, Finless. This doesn't concern those mustard sludge slipping through their veins. It's a matter for royalty only. So keep your mouth closed or I'll slit you open over my next meal. Whatever, bro. Not interested. Aaron, please. I don't want to see any more dueling. Don't try to provoke him. It's not like I don't know what you're doing. You keep trying to spark a rivalry with him. To get me to step by between you two and pull us out of our quadrant. Oldest and lamest trick in the book. Didn't work then and it won't work now. That's an astonishing accusation. How could you say that? First, as if this scum is even worthy of a rivalry with me. And second, as if I'm not totally done with you like I have told you repeatedly. All I want is to have a word with you. Okay, Aridin, we can talk, but only if you're planning on being civil. That's what you never get, Fiff. You and I are being civil by very virtue of the fact that we're talking now. We're royalty, you and I, and we belong together. Even if not in that way, which I get that you're not into, and that's fine. But we belong together as the ruling class, if nothing else. So I'm gonna ask you this one last time and give you the choice. I'm about to go. Please come with me. Go with you? Aridin, you weren't really serious about going to find Jack, were you? Of course I was. And we should do it together. You've got nothing to fear now. I've reached a new heights of power. No one else can dream of not even Mind Fang with her garish orange sweatsuit and her silly flappy wings and all her poppycock about luck, which everyone knows with a think pan knows to be the fakest fiction that ever failed to exist. This is the most hilarious thing I've ever heard. He made one of his thinny fake wands glow a little and now he thinks he's a fairy god troll or something. Wow. Was that slander just I heard? I can't even tell. I tend to block out noise from filth whose blood is practically the complimentary fucking color of mine. He has a point, though. 
in that you may be overestimating your abilities. Jack Noir is insanely powerful, Aridin. Please, I don't want you to do anything foolish by trying to fight him. Fight him? Are you fucking nuts? I slaughter enough angels to know my limits and where I stand against the lord of all angels they prophesized. Of course I'm not gonna fight him. I stand no chance in hell against that guy. I'm gonna join him. You're the worst. <laughs> You're what? And you're gonna join me in joining him too, Fifth. Come on, let's go. <laughs> okay, that's it. He's lost it. No, I'm not. And you aren't either. That's glubbing insane. I thought you were supposed to be the Prince of Hope. How is it hopeful to swing into a murderous demon like a coward? As the Prince of Hope, I'm uniquely qualified to recognize when all hope is lost. And I'm telling you, there is no hope. Not even a little bit. Only thing left to do is serve him and hope he spares us. And I'm extending the invitation to come with me, because even though you don't think so, I really do care about you. Serving under Jack Noir together will be unstoppable. Our enemies will tremble before us. What do you say? No, you have lost all right to use fish puns forever. I revoke your fish punning. License and as well as our Franz lips, friendships. Don't take that tuna voice with me, princess. What the fuck did I just say? That's it. This makes me sad, Aridin, but now we have to stop you. We can't let you find Jack and risk you leading him to us. So that's how it is, is it? Feeds right, man. Can't believe this. I was looking forward to a nap, too. I thought I killed you on Lobath when I had the chance. Oh well. Guess it's only fitting I'd take you down in round two. You ready, Prince? Bring it, mage. Oh, we got some real Scott Pilgrim sprites. Yeah, we do. They're fighting. Round two. Strife! Yeah, they're blasting each other with energy beams. Yeah. He's, he's fighting back with... Aridin's fighting back with science. Yeah. Everything's just going gray. And that's the end of this flash. Okay. Should we start... Let's start game over. <laughs> Should we start game over? I mean, that, no, that, that starts... I mean, we can. What, what does it do? No, it starts the game over. Oh, I thought it meant start game over. No, 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 no. <laughs> um... Do you want to take a quick break? Yeah, we did, right?